Hey guys, welcome back to the Anchored SA podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Now, if you have been following, we have been doing a little bit of a series on church hurt. And in the previous episode, we did go into that. And towards the end, we were talking about accountability, of which we are going to get deeper into in this very episode where we talk about accountability in the church how it has helped us, what it looks like to us. And yeah, and I just want to ask you, Ate, what does accountability look like to you? Um, accountability looks like, I think, yeah, firstly, um, hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, accountability for me is just, you know, being very transparent about what's going on in my life. Mm. Um yeah that's basically what it is it's just transparency being having people having a system that Mm. can keep me on track in terms of my relationship with god um you know am i growing in my relationship with god am i active in the church um am i maintaining you know sexual purity am i keeping to my boundaries um yeah, like it's just a very, it's a broad thing. I think accountability for me is a broad thing. It's just, it's basically making sure that there are people who keep me in check, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, mm. that's that's what accountability and is. And there are people like that. Yes, in, yes. In the church. Um, well, not in the church not, specifically. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have my friends. Um, mm. I have my siblings. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I think for now those are the main accountability. Oh yeah, and and the prayer group and the connect group that we're in. Uh, mm. I think those three for me are enough right now because, yeah, like I get different perspectives from all three areas. You know, mm. Um, mm. my friends keep me accountable in terms of like, yo, like most of the things. Hey, um, my mm. siblings mostly with my relationship with God. Um, when I'm struggling, whether it's having devotions, prayer, or just like connecting with God, go to my siblings and like they'll ask me, are you doing this and this and this? Are you struggling in this area? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think to explain it better, I'd say that my siblings are more accountable as parents. Um, so like they play the the parental role that like, you know, a father figure would play. And my friends just, they're basically my peers, but they keep me accountable just as much as my, my, my siblings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Okay, you um, yeah, it's the same for me. Everything you just described about being able to be transparent with someone who, you know, who does life with you, basically, who is mm. making sure that you're on track. Because it's so yeah. easy to fall out of track, you know, when you're mm. just doing your own thing. Or maybe you don't even have time to pause and reflect because the one thing I do like about accountability is that it gets you to a point where you're like, no, this habit is bad. And Mm. you know that there's someone who's checking in on you, who wants to see you make progress, who wants to see you also grow in your relationship with God, who wants to see you, you know? Because, I mean, I think once you grow in your relationship with God, then a lot of things do fall into place eventually because mm. I mean 
the Bible is not lying at when it tells us to seek his kingdom first and everything else will be added onto whether uh, seeking the um the kingdom by just let me say a simple thing as praying each day and having a devotion where you know you can get strategy you know mm. so when mm. there are people who are keeping me accountable in that line i know that everything else can fall into place and yes i do have you know it's is it multiple people somewhat yes but i mm. i don't think if i'm being very honest with you yeah that there hasn't been i'm learning to get there i have mentioned in a lot of episodes that mm. it takes a lot for me to open mm. up but i'm i am getting to the point where i'm able to be transparent with think one or two people about every single area of my life and where they can correct me when I'm wrong and mm. I'm willing to be corrected because I mean it's hard being told that what you're doing it doesn't make sense and yeah actually yeah. that decision that you want to make or how do you think it's going to affect you in the long run mm. whether it's going to affect mm. your relationship with God and once that's affected you know a lot of things can just go away so yeah that transparency for me it's a little bit hard but there are people who do keep me accountable in the, like the most important parts of my yeah. life which is my relationship with yeah. god and mm. yeah once that works out then everything comes into play now yeah. and i think and tried, i think mm-hmm. i think i think i've also realized that like for me in the past few years i've also realized how the Holy Spirit has become an accountability partner for me. Um, mm. I've also had that very same struggle where, you know, I was struggling with opening up to people um, mm. about everything, even like my closest friends. Um, but I've seen how like the Holy Spirit will keep me keep me in check, hey? Um, mm. Even with things that like I'm not comfortable opening up to other people. Um yeah, the Holy Spirit is just like very he's that one friend who'll always be honest with you and be like, Yeah, you're playing yeah. yourself, yeah. Conviction. Um, yes, conviction is a is a very mm. I think it's a very big part of accountability because I think, you know, our friends or siblings or you know, the people who we you know let us keep accountable. Um, I think they're very secondary. I think for me, the Holy Spirit has become the primary source of my accountability. Um, yeah. Whether it's through dreams or just, you know, conviction, straightforward conviction that, hey, no, this is wrong. Check yourself. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll ignore something or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll feel uncomfortable with it and just, you know, leave it. Um, mm. And then the Holy Spirit will speak to me in a dream. And I know that, yo, I, now, you know, God is speaking very loudly. I need to work on this, you know. Um, yeah. And I've realized now... how. Mm-hmm. You can go on. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was saying I've also realized how, you know, having the Holy Spirit be that primary source of accountability allows you to be easily vulnerable with other people. Because I've also experienced i've also had an experience where i was struggling with something and i just didn't know who to open up to um Mm. and i got a dream where the holy spirit was literally telling me who to go speak to that problem about you know Mm. um 
and I think that's what the Holy Spirit and, and, and that's what God wants for us, that as much as, you know, the Holy Spirit is the primary um, source of accountability, he also wants us to have human beings around us, you know, who we can open up to, who we can be vulnerable with, because, you know, you can't do this life thing alone. Um, mm. we, we, aren't, we weren't made to do life alone. Uh, we were made to do it with other people. And accountability is equally as important as your relationship with God, you know? So now my question is then when we take a look at it in the church, what mm-hmm. and how do we approach it in that manner of when we see people do things? We gave a couple of examples last week of, you know, maybe situations we've been in or we've seen around us that what now? Is there like what? There's no sort of conviction or is there such a thing as ignoring the Holy Spirit when people do things that don't even make sense? I mean, I think, yeah, I think, I think like I'm thinking maybe even, you know, pastors maybe with sexual assault charges or who do just weird stuff, you know? Yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's weird. Uh, let's 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 first put it properly i don't think it's a weird thing um yeah it's it's sin that's what it is sin is not weird it's it's human nature um but i'm saying that you know when you look at sin and you look at people who sin even people who've been saved for years and years and years the first thing i look at is how was your relationship with god when you know you fell into that sin were you still strong? Were you still consistent? Were you still growing in God? Or were you struggling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how was your prayer life? How was your devotional life? And even with pastors, you know, I think the one thing we tend to forget is that even pastors need to work on their relationship with God just as much as we do, you know? Just because you're preaching mm-hmm. on a Sunday and you're on the pulpit doesn't mean that your relationship with God is sorted. Because again, being a leader, being a preacher, being a prophet, whatever, it's just a calling, you know, it's a gift. God will not God will not take that gift away from you, even if, you know, you're no longer living a righteous life, you know. That gift is there mm. with you forever. And the one thing that I think maybe leaders tend to neglect is their personal relationship with God when you get held up in like, you know, leading other people, running a church, discipling other people. Sometimes maybe you do neglect your relationship with God and that's when sin comes in. Because I look at my personal life and I'm like, you know, because God is the source of my life, he is literally my call. When my relationship with God suffers, everything else in my life suffers, you know. It's a domino effect. And that's what, you know, being saved means. It means that God is your call. Without God, you are basically a mess, you know. Um, And I think with leaders we need to look at it the same way they know they're no different from us you know um i mean look at your own life i think everyone experiences this that when your prayer life and your devotional life with god suffers then suddenly you know either you go back to the things that you were suffering with or whatever you know you just become a mess um Mm. and i think that's why accountability is so important because you need to have someone who keep you in check when you are having those moments you know when you are having those lows you can have someone especially with like things like 
you know, sexual purity, you know, mm-hmm. um, if your relationship with God is struggling, temptation becomes harder, you know, it, it suddenly feels like, yo, yeah, no, the, the temperature of this temptation has been upped, but the truth is you're just further away from God, you know, and mm-hmm. you're more prone to attacks. The, the, the mm. same attacks were there, you know, when you were closer to God. It's just that you were under the yeah, shadow of his protection. To God yeah. and not to yeah. everything yeah. And the else. Thing, and I, and I think then with leaders in the church, the problem is that they don't have enough accountability partners, mm. you know. Um, I was watching um, Pastor Craig Grushel. I forgot. I think it's he's the pastor of Life Church. Yeah, Craig Grushel. Um, he was talking about his um, experience with dealing with porn. Um, and mm. he was saying that he has so many people who literally go through his phone, his Instagram, um, wow. and keep him in check. Yo. You know, Yeah, like they, they check his internet history and all of that. Um, and it's just accountability, you know, because wow. you need to be able to... It takes a lot to get there. Mm, mm, mm. But once you are at that place, I think it's very difficult for you to then, you know, fall into into all these things, whether it's cheating or, you know, sexual sin, whatever it is, whatever it is that you struggle with, you know, because we we are humans, you know, Mm. it is literally our nature to to struggle with these things. It is Mm. it is human nature, you know, Um, but the thing is we need to ensure that you know everyone in the church has accountability and the accountability systems need to be very honest i think another thing is that we're not very honest you know Um, i look at leaders and i look at you know leaders who struggled with mainly sexual sin you know whether it's extramarital sex or whatever you know Mm. um and the first reaction that the church tends to go for after you know this has been exposed is that they want to protect the leader you know so Um, and like i think that's where the problem is is that we're trying to protect someone and protecting them is not really helping them you know Um, you'd rather cover up the fact that this person is is dealing with you know this (laughs) sin um, mm. rather than actually help them because covering it up doesn't really help them. I mean, yes, you might even cover it up and help them in, in, in the backgrounds, but I'm saying that I haven't seen it, you know. I mean, even I if haven't you read just the make it a, a really yeah. small example, I think even with ourselves, the stuff we cover up don't go away. Yeah, they don't. We, they actually don't get, get bigger. You know? with them. Exactly. Mm. So mm. it's like mm. they're even having to keep other people accountable whether it's those leaders or the people around us that i think even with us whether we try to cover up those of others or those of ourselves Mm. we should realize that it's not helping anyone you Mm. know Mm. and and i get i get i get the sentiment i get the sentiment behind it because you're trying to protect someone's reputation you know Mm. um but you also need to ask yourself is does this help this person in any way? I mean, look at couples who get pregnant um, before marriage, you know, couples who are dating um, and they get pregnant. I, I, I see a lot of churches do this where, like, they quickly rush the couple to get married 
or or maybe the couple decide for themselves that they want to get married you know and like they use this Mm. excuse that oh yeah no we were going to get married anyway we were planning on getting married anyway we loved each other anyway you know um but the way i see it is that what they're trying to do is that they're trying to cover up the sin you know it's not about the marriage itself but about trying to cover up yeah and that's why you realize or like people will get married very quickly and will all be skeptical and hi man why are they getting married so quickly mm-hmm. and then a few months later you realize that the lady's pregnant you know yeah. um and i'm i'm not saying that you know these marriages are suddenly null and void that you know mm-hmm. yeah but i'm just saying that marrying because you're trying to cover something up doesn't fix the problem it doesn't fix the problem that you know you guys do not have self control um and you guys struggle with you know, yeah, self-control. Um, and I've also seen how couples who've done this 20 or 30 years later have failed marriages because they haven't dealt with the problem, you know. Um, mm. You're forced to go into marriage because you're trying to cover something up. Yes, you know, the first two years are amazing because, yes, you guys loved each other, but you guys have not dealt with the core issue, you know. Mm. which is that you guys have 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 not had self-control i mean you're having sex with someone who like i don't even know how to explain it but like yeah it's just it's it just stems from self-control and you realize 20 or 30 years later that these same problems arise um and now marriages end you know and I think it all comes from lack of accountability in the church, that the church would mm-hmm. rather cover up that, oh my goodness, this person is maybe a youth leader or um, is an usher and they got pregnant. Oh my goodness, you know, we mm-hmm. don't want a scandal in the church. Let us rather get them married. Um, that will help things, that will alleviate the problem. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know. I, it and really not doesn't. just that, because I feel like sometimes we... we... I think I have mentioned this. I don't know if it was in conversation in the previous episode that I was saying that when it comes to sexual sin, we can magnify it so much and that we ignore if you feel like you are pure or you don't engage in such things that you ignore that maybe you lie a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and just looking down down on people. Yes, looking because you're just thinking, oh, but you know, but I'm not having sex. But you lied, and mm. your lie ruined maybe a family or ruined yeah. somebody's life. And you're thinking, yeah. but, you know, but I'm not having that, you know, because mm. it's so easy mm. to also magnify somebody else's wrongs because some are so public and can be seen that you don't feel mm. like you need sure. accountability. Because in your head, you're thinking, sure. well, maybe it's not that deep. I mean. Yeah. But without realizing how much lies, even you know, the Bible does talk about how the tongue can start such a wildfire, you know. Mm, so it's, wow. it's in every area of our lives that we should just yes. examine and not try yeah. to make ourselves feel so much more holier than thou, if I can put it in that manner, because mm, what mm. we are doing is not visible. Yeah. And I think I think I think even with the holier than thou attitude, you know. I don't think, mm. I think, I think it's very difficult to hide when you're not right with God completely, when you're not completely righteous, you know, mm. even with the little things, <laughs> very rarely do, do little things become little things forever, you know, they, they normally oh, grow yeah. into bigger things, you know. Um, because we cover, like you were saying. Mm, 
Mm. And then, like, then you start to live a life where you're trying to fake, fake perfection um, oh. instead of actually trying to, you know, do life with God, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I look at, I look at our church. I won't, I won't name the church, but I, I look at our church. And I was talking to mm. one of, you know, the people in the church. Um, and we were talking about this whole problem that our church had where, mm. you know, everyone was just trying to be perfect, you know. Yeah. Everyone was just trying to look like everything is going well. Um, my family is perfect. My kids are perfect. My marriage is perfect. Um, but the problem is you can only you can only fake perfection for so long before you actually start struggling with these things and when you do struggle with them it's very hard to ask for help you know it's very hard to have people who keep you accountable because you have tried to put up all this you know this facade that everything Mm -hmm. is just perfect in my life everything is going well Um, and i think it also comes from a place of pride that like you don't want to you don't want to admit that you have a problem. You don't want to admit that you're struggling with things. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and and, and then it just yeah, it I, just pulls over into the your whole life. It just it pulls yeah. over into your marriage. Because these things happen, you know, marriages are supposed to be hard. It's going to happen. You're going to have rough patches in your marriage. You're going to have, you know, rough patches in parenting. You're going to have rough patches in your career. But if you do not have people who are keeping you accountable, people who you can be vulnerable with that mm. you're I know, yes. I'm struggling now um yes. I need help I'm I'm literally dying spiritually mm. you know um and I think also that's another thing with the church that we need to work on personally is that are we helpful when people come to us seeking help you know you can yeah. see when someone is struggling do you reach mm. out to them you know, yes. or is it I just the pride thing that I important that sometimes mm. when we see that people are having a hard time reaching out, we just sit back and be like, yo, mm. I know I did exactly. that But I feel like God does show us the people. We did talk about mm. that episode. Mm. Sometimes God shows us people that we should reach out to because they are Yes, he does. He help. really does, hey. So we should go and, and people are willing because sometimes people do see their struggle but they don't know where to start who to talk to how mm. how the things go so when when god does reveal a person to you or you know when you're praying and you're even led to pray over a person you know check up on them and be like hey how are you doing how's everything yeah, you know, and yeah. Stuff. just keep people accountable however mm. way you can the same way you are being you'd like to yeah you'd like to be kept accountable you know you'd love someone to reach out to you when you're drowning and be like hey Mm -hmm. are you okay you know you know the whole thing of be who you needed Mm, (laughs) exactly 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 yeah exactly yeah Mm. no i think yes i think you're wow wow um yes we, we really need to be the people we need it. Uh, I'm just, yeah, no, that that shook me a bit. It's really important, yeah. and I don't, I don't think we we do realize that. But I guess for now, this is it. On this mm. episode of accountability, I actually learned a lot the, the importance of you know not covering <laughs> because mm. you know it just yeah. and like and also and also just the whole issue of pride. I mean, yeah. I was I was listening to someone in my life who's struggling and yo mm. i had to check myself really quick because my mm. first reaction was ha this guy 
this person has been looking down on me for so long, you know? Um, mm. And I remember the Holy Spirit convicting me that, wow, is that is that the person you really want to become? The person who oh. looks down on people when they're struggling, you know? Oh. Um, and I had to pray about it that, oh, God, please, firstly, forgive me, but also help me to pray for this person and help where I can. Because, mm. yo, that, yeah, like, it, it, was, it was a really dark space there because, yo, like, it, it literally felt like I was becoming the very people that I ridicule all the time that you know you guys are looking down on people you guys are so proud um you know and i became that very person for that moment and Mm. i needed to be checked you know i needed to check myself and i'm glad that the holy spirit convicted me very quickly um because you know a lot of people a lot of people are struggling you know and it's not our job to 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 question why they're struggling what's happening in their life you know our job is to love it's not to judge people mm, period you know it's not it's not it's not to look at w- what's happening in someone's life whether they're living in sin your job mm. is to love them you know um, and sometimes, and sometimes that's all that's needed yeah sometimes you just need to love someone check on them you know mm. um speak to them and i think mm. i think that's the one thing we maybe struggle with is that because you know maybe you got saved and like you've been saved from a life of sin you don't want to go back to the very people who, you know, are living in sin even now because you feel like, maybe sometimes it's because you feel like you're better than them, but sometimes you also fear that you'll fall back into sin, you know. Mm. Um, but then the question is, who then is going to save those people? Who's going to bring those exactly. people to the Lord? Exactly. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching a series called The Chosen. It's about the life of Jesus. You guys should go check it out. I, I would definitely recommend it. Where can um, we watch? Yeah, it's on YouTube, but there's also an app called The Chosen. An the, app? The, yeah, the, okay. the Chosen. Um, it's also on YouTube. Check it out. I love it. Um, and it just basically just shows Jesus' life, you know, on earth. And mm. I'm remembering and I'm realizing how Jesus never, you know, he didn't live with priests and people who were already saved. He lived with tax men and prostitutes, active prostitutes at that. People who are still, you know, in prostitution. People who are still tax tax men. And and back in that time, you know, tax men were looked down upon because they would take, you know, money from people who were basically living in poverty, you know. So it was basically mm-hmm. not as fancy as, you know, just being a SARS official is today. Mm. Um, and like all, all the Pharisees could ever ask Jesus is why do you why do you eat with these people? Why do you live with these people? You know these people are prostitutes, they're tax men. Why do you choose to live with them? And he says, the doctor does not come to to heal the healthy. He comes for the sick, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think our life should also show that it should show that because we are trying to be Christ like, we also need to you know, live with the prostitutes and <laughs> I know it sounds controversial, but you know, who's going to yeah. save those people if you're not showing them love? Just a side note, I don't want to get off topic, but with what you're saying in the life Jesus left, I just remember thinking this week, I'm like, and I think I've said it to you before, I'm like, for someone like Jesus who claimed to be the son of, son of God and who didn't live too religiously, You'd, un- mm. even, you'd even understand why he, they ended up crucifying him because look at the love he had for people who were 
exactly supposed to be disregarded mm. and don't mm. matter mm. You know? yeah like but, yeah. The, the people who were shouted out, out of society mm. he lived with those people he walked with those people mm. you know he spent most of his time i mean even if you go watch the chosen i, I recommend yeah. it guys yo yeah. i almost so, cried because so, wow but, yeah. basically love like jesus let us allow mm. ourselves to be loved like Jesus. Mm. And I think, you mm. know, let us allow yes, community. And, let us allow... And, and, and accountability is part of love. Exactly. Let us allow mm. that to us and let us be that to people. And I feel like we can really go far as a church in general, you know. Mm. And yeah, and mm. I, I think that's all for the episode today. I, wow, what a great conversation. I really enjoyed this one. And thank you so much for listening. You can connect with us on our Twitter, our Instagram. Our Twitter is anchored SA. Our Instagram is anchored underscore SA. And you can write to us on our website, which is anchoredsa.online on the contact us, us tab. And for now, that is all for this episode. We hope you enjoy the rest of your evening, your day, your week, wherever where you are listening. And thank you so much for tuning in. Bye.